Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. So tell me if you could collaborate with any musician, living or dead, who would you pick? I think uh, collaborating uh, with Mac DeMarco would be sweet. I I think he just has such a cool vibe and energy, and I I bet working with him in the studio would be pretty fun. Describe the EP using only one word. Epic. That's the only word I could think of. (laughs) So who is an artist that if they popped into the Zoom right now and said, Jake, you have got to come on tour with me right now. Who are you dropping everything for? Oh, I feel like there's a lot of artists I would drop everything for at this point. You know, beggars can't be choosers when you're at my level. Um. I would love to open for the war on drugs. I just think that would be, that would be the bee's knees, man. (laughs) That'd be a dream come true. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, I wish people valued music a little bit more. And I wish it was organized in a way for listeners to understand um, what went into what they're listening to. It's an issue we have right now. It's, it's all in our face, you know? What's a venue that uh, you'd give anything to play? Well, the bucket list venue is Madison Square Garden, right? You know, um, and actually, I would love to play the Meadow. It's not called the Meadows anymore, but that's where I went to shows when I was a kid in in Connecticut. I think it's like it's not Xfinity or something. It's always going to be the Meadows to me, but I'd love to play there uh, because it was, you know, that was the place I saw all the all the shows and tailgated when I was in high school. First time that's been mentioned on the show, so well done. What do you think is uh, your worst habit during the songwriting process? Oh, it's the, the overanalyzing is something that I've been trying to get out of the habit of doing. Um, actually, Rick Rubin posted like, you know, the little Rick Rubin quotes. He posted one today that was about, um, you know, essentially people don't hear the small details that you hear. So don't fret them. Um, and I think that that is something that I'm trying to work on, but it's definitely a habit that I formed is that I, I, you know, you hyper fixate on things that people won't even notice. 
what's a song that anytime you hear it on like streaming or the radio that you go, damn, I wish I wrote that. So if it takes a lifetime by Jason Isabel is really one of those tracks that does it. I was just listening to it. Um, and man, it's just, it just hits all the spots. You know, it's, it, it feels nostalgic, but it's also sad, but it's also uplifting. Um, he does a great job of just like putting his whole heart and soul into everything. Uh, I don't think I ever could have written that song, honestly, because I, I haven't gone through what he's gone through or, or lived in like a, a, a small Southern town, but, but I'd love to put that energy into a song. Describe your perfect day. Okay. So I'll wake up like seven o'clock. I'll drink a really great cup of coffee. I'll go on like a two or three hour mountain bike ride, come back home, take a shower, hop in the studio for a few hours. And then maybe like one of my, one of my music buds, maybe Blake, maybe Blake would come over and we would, uh, and we'd write. And then, you know, maybe around like seven o'clock, we'd order dinner, have a glass of scotch or something and get back in the studio or, or maybe go to a show and just, you know, crush a show. Uh, at one of our, you know, one of our favorite, one of my favorite venues is the State House in New Haven. We play a show at the State House um, and just, you know, rinse and repeat the next day. What is a song lyric, yours or someone else's, that has always stuck with you? Well, the most recent one is actually from Martyr, the If You Know What's Good For You, because ever since I wrote it, which was like, I wrote that song like two years ago, uh, it's just been stuck in my head, you know, I uh it's like the if you know what's good for you and it just it just pops into my head all the time um so so that one's just in there all the time describe your music using only colors can i use shapes too <laughs> absolutely yeah okay it's definitely a green circle 100% green circle maybe with a with like a light blue backwash and and if i was going to interpret my music in context of like uh you know like video like imaging like the coloration of like a movie it would be like the teal orange you know cinematic look and you are you are the first person to ever want to use shapes for this question as well so so well done <laughs> i don't know why but it was important to me that i got that it was a circle you know there's a difference between a green circle and a green triangle and i think we all know that <laughs> in future interviews it will be we have now come to the jake huffman portion of the interview so, <laughs> so speaking of cinematics uh what's a what's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack oh i think i think rosie or or put it down uh would be really good for like like an epic drama you know like a like a really dark moment happened put it down is a is a pretty pretty deep song uh that's the one that always gets the most emotional response um but you know i i think martyr would be good in like a you know like a coming of age film you know like a licorice pizza style movie could be could be good maybe the the, the credits closer everybody everybody who's been on this show anytime i ask this question everybody wants their song in the credits yeah, just that first song coming out of the credits, because that's the one that I feel like you always remember. It's either that or it's the song in the beginning of the movie that kicks everybody in, you know? I feel like Superbad had had great music because of that. Like, it was like the song, the, the movie starts and the song kicks in and you know exactly what's about to happen, you know? 
So this uh, next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Uh, I've got three of the most cliche questions that all musicians get asked in interviews, and I will let you uh, pick the one that you would like to answer in this instance. And your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? I'll go with the, I'm going to go with the, the influences, Greg. I'm, I'm going to go with the influences. So I started out playing world percussion, like primarily like West African rhythm based percussion. And then that translated over into the drum set. And I feel like that is one of the biggest influences of my music because I like to do simple things really well and creatively rhythmic. And I think the the seed of that is that early on introduction to the world percussive elements, you know, especially that West African rhythm. Um, so that's my probably the the seed of influence. And then as like the seed grows into the garden, so to speak, um, I got into jazz a lot, like Art Blakey and Max Roach, those drummers were really, you know, they kind of opened my eyes. And then I switched to the funk side of things and started listening to Parliament. And then that got me into Fish. And then Fish got me into all the other music and being in a band. And now what I try to do is try to find what sounds the most like me. So. I try to be my own influence to create this kind of closed circuit to try to find my sound and try to get into my sound even deeper. So uh, going off book for a minute, uh, you mentioned jazz. Would you ever consider doing like a jazz album? I feel like your voice would lend itself really well to that. I would love to, man. Honestly, the hardest thing with jazz is that like if you... Jazz and riding bikes are, are the opposite because if you don't do jazz for a while, you really, you lose the chops and it's such chop driven music, especially when it comes to drums. I would, I would love to add more. I, I think, I, I think what I would end up doing is like, if I wanted to make things quote unquote jazzier, I would, I would probably have to like go into more like the, the R and B realm where you're taking more of these complex chords with you know with different inversions and um and different intervals added in there and different reharmonizations and i think i could probably add those chords into the music that i create and i feel like that would probably make it sound a little bit more r&b but i would love to honestly just find a group of dudes and play you know uh some bebop and just like some old standards and play like really up i used to play really up tempo stuff and that was so much fun but it's I would have to definitely work out a little bit uh, musically to get back to there. That stuff's hard. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? I'm an artist. Uh, I definitely, you know, I, I do love entertaining my friends and, and people at shows, but there's, uh, there's always like a deeper underlying level. And um, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's it's beautiful to have found purpose so early. Um, like like I mentioned to you on the on the bonus tracks podcast, you know, I I knew I wanted to be a musician when I was really young, and knowing that kind of finding like getting a calling and finding your purpose, it really, um, you know, you 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 hold that with you every day. So everything I do, especially musically, I know that like I'm I'm paying homage to my purpose, and I know that someday when I am not here anymore, it still will be. 
Um, and so a piece of me will be left behind. And I think that that just is um, an artistic endeavor. So I, I although I, I definitely love entertaining, I think, you know, at, at my heart, I am an artist. What do you think is the biggest misconception about musicians? Oh, well, there's so many of us, you know, so it's <laughs> some of us work really, really, really hard. I mean, most like everybody in my musical ecosystem, there's some of the hardest working people. Um, a big misconception is that when we're staying out late or like if we like, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll be rehearsing with my band and we're we're rehearsing and we're out until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I think a misconception of of people around us is that we're just out, you know, hanging out and, you know, up to all hours of the night. But that's actually when we're working the hardest. And it's and it's more like we are working for free to to make what we do better for everybody else. Tell me about the moment in your career that you're most proud of. Honestly, Greg, I'm just so proud that I'm still a musician. Like the older I get, um, the more I see musicians my age stop becoming musicians. You know, it gets harder every year. Um, it's almost like it's like you either have to like give up or double down every single year. And, you know, I have that conversation with myself in the mirror. I'm like, all right, you know, like you've been doing this a while. Are you going to continue to do this? Or are you going to try to work down another path? And I'm just so I'm proud of myself for for sticking to it and choosing to grow and to, uh, you know, just to just to get better and, and to stick with this because it's a very hard life. It's It's very different than than people would expect. And to continue to do it and stay inspired and stay creative is it's 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 work that, it, you know, it's 24 seven. You're always working on it. I love that. I think that might be my my favorite answer to this question. But don't tell anybody else I said that. Um. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> so all that being said, if you could start your career over from the minute that you got the calling to do music, would you would you would you change anything? Would you do anything differently? You know, I think the reason every, you know, you, you learn so much along the way. Like, you know, I, I toured, I, I was in a band called the McLovins for, for over 10 years and we had four years of hard and rigorous touring. And we did, I learned, I essentially got a master's, you know, a doctorate and in, in being in a band. And the reason why I'm able to write the music now and you know, even that I'm able to do and, you know, interview or be on podcasts and even speaking with you is because of the path that I was on before. So I, I wouldn't change it because I love the music that I'm writing now. And I know there's no way I would have gotten this music without that long and arduous path. Where Did I make mistakes? Plenty, you know, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm a human and a creative. And when you tour and you're so young, it's, it's total chaos and you're just trying to find some sort of rhythm within the chaos. Um, so it's, it, I, there's so many, you know, mistakes that were made, but I've really tried to learn from all those mistakes and, you know, just tried to grow and be better. And I think that's where I am right now. And I'm very happy with where I am right now. So tell me about Martyr and uh, the EP that will be out on uh, in May. So I went to this, uh, it's one of my dream studios. It's called Power Station New England. Um, and Evan Baki, who is the studio manager there, he set up the studio in a way where 
like you know the grand piano the organ we had a couple drum sets there was like five guitar amps there was like a, a section of the studio with acoustic guitar and percussion and everything was mic'd up um uh, and so i was able so we booked out the studio for a week and i was able to just run around to all the different instruments whenever i wanted to for 12 hour days and we just recorded anything and if anything came to the mind we just pop over to the instrument you know we would set up you know big room mics and you know we have there's an amazing mic locker there um and it was honestly the best week of my entire life just because it was pure artistic freedom i didn't have to worry about the you know the really the the production uh you know mixing engineer side of it of setting up things so i was just able to keep my like my artist hat on the whole time and really the the end result was are these four songs that are i mean the songs were really really strong going into the studio and then we just were able to make them really creative really polished really unique um it sounds so much it sounds like what i wanted them to sound like in my head and uh you know it's it, like i said it's a four song ep the ep is called younger um martyrs the first single off that there'll be a second single babe coming out in march um, but it's really it's some of my best work and it's just really fun to listen to top to bottom um and i think that comes across to other people not just because i was having so much fun but i think you can hear the fun within the tracks and tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on your music so anywhere you stream music spotify apple music amazon Pandora. Um, I'm 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 actually been spinning on some top 40 radio stations around uh, the United States. Um, so you might be able to hear it on the radio. Um, my handle is your friend Jake pretty much on everything. I'm on YouTube. Um, yeah, if you just Google Jake Huffman, you'll find me. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Well, Jake, thank you so much for taking a little time out of your day to talk to me about you and your music. I have enjoyed this so much and you 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 have a fan in me sir oh great well you got a fan of me dude this has been a rod wharton production in association with spring break 83 entertainment all rights and trademarks reserved no portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent